have stamina. You got to keep going every day. You got to wake up every day and keep pushing forward, keep making connections, reconnecting with people who you know. And like I coach my own clients, you need to focus, connect, and evolve. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner Khan. Today on Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with chief strategist and founder of Olympic Brand Evolution, Kevin Perlmutter. Kevin appeared on Going Solo in late 2020. He had just started his business at that time, following a long, stellar career in corporate. In today's episode, Kevin shares why he wanted to create a branded business and how he did it. Stay with us to hear all the details. In today's episode, Kevin shares the importance of being part of a peer advisory community. We created the Smashing the Plateau community so that members would be supportive of one another's consulting businesses. That's why the camaraderie of supportive collaborative colleagues is the foundation of the Smashing the Plateau community. Inside the community, you'll also find a range of tools and resources to support your consulting business, access to experts, and answers to your burning questions. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms, doing what you love and getting paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com community. That's smashingtheplateau.com community. Now let's welcome Kevin Perlmutter. Kevin is chief strategist and founder of Limbic Brand Evolution, a brand strategy and neuromarketing consultancy. He loves to work with CMOs, brand, and business leaders who want people to feel more connected to their brand. Kevin has created the Limbic Sparks approach to brand strategy. He answers the question, why should people care about your brand? And he supports the evolution of brand messaging, service offerings, and experiences to spark brand desire with emotional intelligence. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be with you again, David. Yeah, yeah, it's my pleasure. And I'm I'm looking forward to actually getting an update from you on kind of how your own business has evolved. Because uh, the last time you were on, you were on Going Solo in, in late 2020. And your business, I guess at that point, had been around for like a year or so. Yeah, about then. Right? You, you were off to a great start. And um, maybe we should just start with an update. How have things been going? Well, I've been having a blast, first of all. Um, I love what I'm doing. I'm never looking back. I'm going to be in business for myself for as long as I can envision. And business is good. I mean, it's been tough with, you know, the state of the world that we're living in these days. But but honestly, I, I would rather not be doing anything else. And the momentum in my business is picking up. That is so great to hear. And particularly for other folks that are either desiring to go solo or maybe have gone solo, and um, the beginning is always the hardest, knowing that you can look forward and never want to be doing anything else, I think it's it's great for people to hear that. Yeah, it's, you know, the trajectory that I'm on for the last several years, and, and honestly throughout my whole career, but with a major step of going independent in 2019, for me, it's always been about focusing on what matters most. I'm always looking to be in a situation where I'm learning new things, I'm inspired by what I'm doing, 
where I'm on the edge of a frontier on, in the work that I'm doing. I come from uh, many, many years ago advertising, and as the mobile internet evolved and, and online reviews evolved, I, I moved into brand consulting and customer experience. Then I moved into sonic branding and learning about neuroscience and the way the brain works. And now I'm focused on emotional insights and how they can create a competitive advantage. And I, I always want to be on the edge of a frontier and focusing on the things that are important and emerging on the scene. But it's also about alignment with my personal values and my life. And being independent gives me the opportunity to have control of my time, to work with the people who I want to work with, whether they're clients or collaborators. It allows me to spend time in Vermont, where I love to be, and nobody can tell me whether or not I have enough vacation days to go there. I do, uh, I'm a woodworker, I build furniture, I have a shop in Vermont, and I have a shop in, in my home in New Jersey. I love running, and I'm also, since uh, being independent, I've become a board member of a nonprofit called Rise. It's a social services nonprofit in central New Jersey, helping families who are in need. And um, I do a lot of brand development work, um, just traditional volunteer work, handing out food at food drives kind of work uh, with Rise. So I'm really focusing on what matters most in my life and in my business. And focusing on what matters most is also how I help my clients evolve their brands. That is so great to hear. First of all, congratulations on everything you've achieved so far. Thank you. And being able to integrate what's most important to you in your business and your personal life. One of the things that I see professionals struggle with when they go from full-time employee in a corporate setting to being independent as a consultant is in the beginning, it's all about getting enough business to just support your lifestyle. Unlike going from job to job where your income may go from 100% to zero when the job ends and it goes from zero to 100% the day you walk into a job, when you're building your own consulting business, it doesn't go from zero to 100% overnight. It often takes time. So the beginning people are, are trying really hard to just maintain their lifestyle and, and get, get business up. But one of the things that I see happen quite frequently is they create a a business where the business model ends up being, I would say, almost like a glorified job where you don't have a boss in the corporate setting, but your your boss is your own business. So your your boss is actually yourself, but you end up not having the kind of freedom that you've just described where you can spend time in Vermont, you can spend time running, you can spend time working on uh, on hobbies, you can spend time volunteering, and also run a successful business and make enough money to be able to support your lifestyle. They often feel like they end up having their business run them rather than the other way around. And it sounds like you've done a pretty good job of running your business as opposed to having your business run you. Well, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. I mean, like, like any entrepreneur, you know, the head games get to you all the time and you're always wondering if you're doing things right. And you're always wondering if it's enough or if it's too much or if it's about to be too much or it's about to be not enough. And, you know, all of that goes through my head. And I, I think I'm, uh, I'm quite, you know, my brain goes in a lot of different directions like a lot of entrepreneurs. But the fact of the matter is, is that I'm playing a long game. This is what I intend to do for a long period of time. I'm very driven 
to not only be successful, but also to uh, improve things as I go. That's also part of my DNA. Evolution is part of my DNA. My business is called Limbic Brand Evolution because I believe that there's always an opportunity to fine-tune, evolve, and get better at something. And I'm constantly monitoring how it's going and looking for things that are working and and building. I have. A, I'm looking at my wall right now, which I have filled with whiteboard paper, and I have a big chart that says working, not working, try this. And I just keep that list updated. You know, I, I focus on the things that are going well and I evolve and, and fix and, and try things that might be new opportunities. And I, I just keep experimenting. Kevin, tell me a little bit about your business model. Because one again, one of the struggles many entrepreneurs face when they go solo is creating a business model that, that supports what they want so that they can end up running their business as opposed to the other way around. What have you decided to do in terms of your business model? Well, let's start with what I do. I'm a brand strategy and neuromarketing consultant. I help brands uh, create stronger connections with the people who they want to reach. I help people feel more connected to the brands that my clients uh, run. And I do that by providing uh, brand strategy consulting I am very uh, wedded to emotional insights because emotion is the largest driver of loyalty for brands. It's the thing that matters most in the relationship that any business, B2B or B2C or otherwise, has with its customers. Because, you know, we instinctively gravitate to the things that we care about. We instinctively move toward the things that make us feel good and move away from the things that make us feel bad. So what I'm helping my clients do is recognize what they're doing in the world to make people's lives better and express that in a way that'll be motivating to the people who they want to reach. And what I'm also doing is I'm helping them understand more about what makes people tick, the people who they want to reach, understand what their needs, wants, and desires are, and how can they address those needs, wants, and desires in a way that feels like it was designed for the customer's who they're trying to reach. So my business model is consulting. I am doing a lot of investigative research. I'm doing a lot of qualitative interviewing and and qualitative research to help my clients get to a brand strategy that's going to be emotionally motivating to the people that they want to reach and relevant to their lives. And then I'm providing support in how they activate that strategy in communications, the evolution of how they present their services, the customer experiences that they create, and other business and marketing challenges that they might be trying to solve. So that's what I do. My business model is that I work with clients on projects on a fee basis. I like flat fees. I know how long it takes me to do the work that I need to do within reason. I can develop a fee estimate for a client based on an agreed scope of work and over a period of time. I'm not very interested in having nickel and dime conversations with clients about, uh, I don't work on an hourly basis. These are not things that I care to get into, nor is it a good for any business relationship, nor does it represent the value of, of what I'm bringing to my clients. So the clients who I work with, we agree on a scope of work. We agree on a fee proposal over a period of time that includes a variety of deliverables. And then as the work evolves over time, we, we extend that scope of work if necessary, if needed, if desired, and we keep going. Some of my projects last for a month. Some of them last for nine, 10 months with extensions of the original scope. 
that's the model that I go after. Yeah, no, it, it sounds like a very healthy model. One of the things that I have great difficulty with when it comes to to business models for consultants is that when you're dealing with a time-based pricing model, the time is it doesn't necessarily have a relationship to the value that you provide to the client. And in fact, I believe that there's a strong conflict of interest between the consultant and the client if you're using time-based billing. Because if the client has a problem to be solved, you want the client to, to communicate with you if there's an issue, which is going to take time. And you want to be able to solve the problem in the best way possible. And for the client, if it's a time-based business model, the client wants the number of hours to be as small as possible, which doesn't necessarily provide the best benefit. And the consultant wants the number of hours to be as high as possible because it's more financially rewarding for the consultant. Again, doesn't have anything to do with the value that you provide. So I agree completely. I have no interest and I'm never going to work on an hourly basis where I'm reporting my time to a client. I don't even necessarily, it's not important how many hours I plan to work or how I'm thinking about the value of those hours in my head. What's important is that my client feels like they're getting everything they need from me, that um, they have my full attention within reason during the period of time that we're working together, and that they're getting the value that they're paying for in the deliverables, and, and that I'm making sure that that's, that's what's happening. And to me, that that works really well. And, and all of the clients that I've worked with since I started my company have agreed to those types of scopes of work. And I've not had one client who ever felt like they didn't get value from our work together. Yeah, that, that speaks highly of you. And it also speaks highly of the relationship that you're able to develop with clients. And it, it also speaks to, um, to the fact that you have good clients who are respectful of your value and also of your time. And it's it's important for me to have good clients. I mean, when, when I talk about focusing on the things that matter most, it's also about spending time with people who I want to be around. The clients who I choose to work with, who look into working with me and who ultimately we agree to work together, these are people who I want to spend time with. I've had conversations with potential clients where I've not been very active in next steps because I just didn't think it was going to be a great working relationship. I've also uh, spent you know, time, a lot of time with the clients that have decided to work with me and, and many of them were already or have become friends and we stay in touch on other issues. So it's, it's really about, again, getting to do the work I love with people who I enjoy being around. And that's, that's how I focus my efforts. And the other thing is I, I work independently, but I also occasionally will collaborate with other types of marketing services providers people who don't have my skills at their table and want to want to bring me into or I want to bring into a project that we can do together for a client, which is more of a, a one-to-one partnership in a project. And there are also opportunities that I have to bring in freelancers to my work, whether it's design talent or something else. And again, I, I choose to work with people who I enjoy spending time with because we're going to get into it together. We have a good working relationship. We know how to um, make each other's work better and we have respect for each other's process and time and skills. And, and again, those are the people who I just love doing work with. There are partners out there who I just can't wait for the next project with them. Kevin, one of the challenges that consultants face 
especially in the in the first few years of their business is lead generation. You know, if you've been doing things for for a long time and in particular you have established uh, a reputation and and people in your field know about you over time, they may be reaching out to you more than you're working on lead development. But in the beginning, often you need to work on getting those leads in. What have you found has worked well for you when it comes to lead generation? There are a few things. You know, when I started my business three years ago, almost three years ago, I made a decision off the bat that first of all, I was going to go out as a brand. It's my background. I have respect for brands. I think brands, I didn't want to be Kevin Perlmutter, freelance brand strategy consultant. I wanted to be the chief strategist of a brand with a point of view and and a specific way of working and a specific type of service. So for me, establishing my brand and what it's all about was an important first step because it gives me differentiation in the market and it allows people to know that it's bigger than just me. The second thing is really about maintaining and connecting and strengthening the relationships with people you know and trust and who know and trust me. So for me, you know, like, I don't know, I've had five or six jobs in my career working for other people, and um, every one of them has come from a direct relationship that introduced me to that next employer. You know, I'm not big into um, believing that that a lot of the tactics that salespeople use to reach people they've never met before are going to be as successful in my business. It might be for some products or services, but for my business, it's about relationships. It's about building on the relationships that I've already had. It's about meeting new people and establishing strong relationships. It's about earning people's trust, getting them to know who I am and what I'm all about. I'm part of a uh, of a networking group called Collaborex, which I've been a part of for about a year and a half. I've met a tremendous number of, of wonderful people, and that's expanded my network of relationships from where it was when I started my business. And it continues to be a, a wonderful way to um, be part of a networking community that that is a peer advisory group. We support each other, we inspire each other, and we also have the opportunity to, you know, bring each other into work sometimes or introduce ourselves to someone. It's it's not heavy-handed like some networking groups are in terms of, of passing leads. It's more about peer advisory, but it works both ways. And then the other thing is I'm very active on, on LinkedIn and I'm, I write articles. So I, I'm a featured writer for uh, Branding Mag, which is uh, a brand strategy and uh, brand management online magazine that's uh, well-regarded around the world in my field and among uh, clients who, who are brand strategy type clients. And um, I've, for the past year and a half, I've written and published nine articles with them. We did a, a webinar uh, last January. We're going to do another one in, in a month or so on another topic. So writing is important to me. I have my own podcast, Let's Talk Limbic Sparks, which is a podcast where I get to interview people who work on the client side, who work for companies, for brands, and understand how they are driving growth in their business by turning emotional insight into a competitive advantage. So they're they're practically doing the things that I'm coaching my clients on doing. So I get to hear those real stories. And on LinkedIn, I, I stay present. So people... Uh, 
you know, in marketing, it's called awareness and familiarity. I call it reminding people that I'm alive and that I, um, I'm the brand strategist you call when you want to um, build emotional insight into how you're more successful. Kevin, what do you think is the most important thing to keep in mind when you're starting a consulting business, if you want to have a branded consultancy like you've done? Well, I think you need stamina. <laughs> you need, <laughs> well I mean, said. What, what's the most important thing to keep in mind? It's not going to be easy. <laughs> uh, have stamina. You got to keep going every day. You got to wake up every day and keep pushing forward. Keep making connections, reconnecting with people who you know. And like I coach my own clients, you need to focus, connect, and evolve. You need to focus on you know the unique and desirable, motivating purpose of your brand, what it is you're in the world to do to make people's lives better. You need to connect, which is strengthening connections with the people you want to reach by understanding what their emotional needs, desires are, and how they want to feel. And then you have to continue to evolve, creating communications and experiences and offerings that address what people care most about and what they need. This is how I help my clients and I apply my own thinking to my own business and again, I'm, I'm focusing on the things that matter most, and I'm helping my clients spark brand desire with emotional intelligence. Well said. Kevin, is there anything else you want to mention before we close out? Well, I, again, I really appreciate you having me on, on the broadcast. I'm always uh, thrilled to speak with you, and I'm just happy to be here. Thanks. Well, we've covered a lot of territory, um, and in particular, a lot of focus on how you have built your business. First of all, congratulations again on, on how you've done it. Yes, stamina is really important. Persistence is really important. Things like this don't happen overnight. If somebody wants to get in touch with you or learn more about what you've done or your business or access any of the resources you have, I know that you, you, know, you mentioned that you have a podcast and you, you write regularly. If anybody wants to access any of that or get in touch with you, where would be the best place for them to go? Certainly. Well, people could certainly find me on LinkedIn, Kevin Perlmutter. But the best place to learn about all the things that I'm up to is at my website, which is limbicbrandevolution.com. And at limbicbrandevolution.com, you'll find information on my uh, approach to brand strategy rooted in the Limbic Sparks approach that I've created. They'll, you'll find an emotional intelligence blog where there are articles and podcasts that I've written or have podcast that I've been on. And you'll find the Limbic Sparks podcast page where you'll see interviews with brand leaders that I've, I've had the chance to interview over the last year. And you'll also find on every page in the top banner, a meet with Kevin link. And if anybody wants to set up some time with me, click that link and find a slot. Sounds great. Well, Kevin, I want to thank you again for coming back and, and being a guest again, this time on Smashing the Plateau. My guest today has been Chief Strategist and Founder of Limbic Brand Evolution, Kevin Perlmutter. Thank you again, Kevin, for joining us. Thank you so much. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. In today's episode, Kevin Perlmutter shares the importance of being part of a peer advisory community. We created the Smashing That Plateau community so that members would be supportive of one another's consulting businesses. That's why the camaraderie of supportive collaborative colleagues is the foundation of the Smashing the Plateau community. Inside the community, you'll also find a range of tools and resources to support your consulting business, access to experts, and answers to your burning questions. 
Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms, doing what you love and getting paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com slash community. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash community. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.